This is Locked On Clemson. Matt Smith here with you, and we have got so much ground to cover today, as we do every day. We're with you on a daily basis here as part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Tanking for Trevor, Clemson's sweep in baseball, the ACC tournament bracket, and football recruiting are all coming up on today's edition of Locked On Clemson, the most exciting 25 minutes in podcasting. Let's start not with Clemson's loss over the weekend, a game I was covering. I I saw senior night there for Clemson dropping to Georgia Tech. So just put that out of your mind for a moment. Instead, let's talk football and talk about tanking for Trevor and what we're even talking about. There's one analyst, and this comes from TigerNet.com, that believes the Carolina Panthers are lining themselves up to take Trevor Lawrence with the number one pick coming up in the 2021 draft. So, obviously, uh, Trevor is going to be number one coming out after this season. So, where is all this coming from? Well, the Panthers have just hired Matt Rule out out of Baylor. So, okay, rebuilding mode. Joe Brady comes in from LSU. Well, the Panthers aren't going to be able to get Joe Burrow this year, right? Who was Joe Brady's partner in LSU's championship. So now they've gotten younger on the offensive line. Trey Turner, a 26-year-old guard. And don't forget, David Tepper, the Panthers owner, sent out a letter to Panthers season ticket holders just to be patient that they are taking a half step back, I'll paraphrase, taking a half step back in order to take a full stride forward with the Carolina Panthers. They did this. They got younger with Trey Turner, who's just 26 years old, and they moved out Russell Okun. According to Matt Miller from the Bleacher Report, this all fits into the working theory that a lot of writers and analysts have about the Carolina Panthers, which is essentially they're in rebuild mode, And Matt Miller said on Twitter that he thinks the Panthers are tanking for Trevor Lawrence. Now, he said moves like this one are hard to imagine. They're trying to win in 2020. Now, tanking is a term that is probably overused when we talk about this. But I do think that franchises, the Houston Astros did this. Uh, We've seen it quite often in the NBA What happens is you don't lose. You're not losing on purpose. Losing is actually kind of just a byproduct of the way you are setting your team up for long-term success. And long-term success for the Carolina Panthers probably means moving on from an aging, hobbled Cam Newton. Now, that's debatable. Check out Locked On Panthers on the Locked On Pad- Podcast Network to see what everybody's opinion is about Cam Newton and that shoulder injury and, and, and now uh, you know what kind of player he's going to be, where his mobility will be when he gets back um, after suffering an injury to his, uh, his foot last year. So we'll see what you know the Panthers are doing, but I don't know that they're going to go through a full rebuild with Cam Newton as their quarterback. I do think... They're going to try to move Cam and move on from Cam. And Trevor Lawrence is the next big thing. He's what Cam Newton was coming out years ago, 2010, with the Auburn Tigers. Had just won a Heisman Trophy, just won a national championship. Trevor hasn't won a Heisman, but he might win one this year. 
Um, and they're different types of quarterbacks, but you know what? Trevor Lawrence's runs against Ohio State were every bit as impressive as some of the short yardage things Cam Newton was doing in the national championship against Oregon. So Trevor Lawrence is the next big thing in the NFL. I think he's built for that league. I think he's going to be a superstar, and the Panthers could do a lot worse. Are they tanking? I don't know that they're necessarily tanking as much as they're not pushing themselves for short-term success. In other words, they're going to go through some short-term pain for long-term gain. I think that's what we're seeing from the Carolina Panthers, and I, I wouldn't guess that they're alone in doing that. I don't think they're the only team that has their eyes on Trevor Lawrence and wouldn't be all that upset if they took one of those seasons, 3-13, and 2-14, and 14, if you knew at the end of that rainbow was the great Trevor Lawrence. Now, what about baseball? Well, Clemson sweeps over the weekend, and why is this such a big deal? Look, I, I said before the games began, uh, I thought a positive outcome for Clemson. They were, they were obviously the better team. They were at home. They had to have two of three. Had to. That's where they are. If they want to host a regional this year, which I think has got to be the goal for a program as good as Clemson is with its facilities, with its coach, with the way it recruits, and those five arms that they've got, that Clemson needed to take two of three from Boston College. They went one better. They got greedy. They pulled out the win on Sunday in one-run fashion. Sam Hall scoring the winning run for the Tigers, and they get the sweep over B.C., that is so big. And we're going to talk more about baseball in our next segment. Also, base, uh, basketball news. The ACC tournament bracket is set. I'll be on site to cover it from Greensboro, North Carolina. I'll be doing the Locked On Clemson podcast from right there at the ACC tournament later this week. I'm going to guess this year it's going to be a lot of Blue Devil contingent. Usually the ACC tournament has got a lot of Duke Blue Devil fans a lot of Coach K heads and a lot of that powder blue from North Carolina. But, you know, the Tar Heels, man, they're in a position they're never in. Everybody had to change their travel plans. Everybody had to get an extra day off work if you're a Tar Heel fan to get to the ACC tournament because they're going to play on Tuesday. That's right. The Larry Shiat Invitational. That's where North Carolina is this year. So, I, I'm going to get there. Clemson, you know, disappointing way to end it against Georgia Tech. But the fact is they did put enough hay in the barn. They got enough wins in ACC play earlier in the season that they do not have to play until noon on Wednesday. So they missed that Tuesday game. And I, and we'll go over the entire bracket coming up in our final segment when we do the full ACC tournament preview. But as far as Clemson goes, the Tigers are squaring off with ninth seed Miami. So Clemson in the eight hole against ninth seeded Miami. It's at noon on Wednesday, ESPN. I'll be there covering it. Of course, we'll be doing the Locked on Clemson podcast from right there. And what Clemson needs is to take a deep breath. It was a tough end of the season. The schedule didn't work out in their favor. They were exhausted. Tried to ride it out on a motion on senior night. Had the lead late, but couldn't hold off Georgia Tech, who is not even eligible for the ACC tournament. So it was kind of a bad situation for Clemson. You had somebody that, that was just had the pedal to the metal the last two weeks because they knew that was all they were going to play, whereas Clemson has just had 
tight game after tight game, emotional lifts, emotional valleys, big win over Florida State, big letdown against Virginia Tech, and then they just ran out of gas at home against the Yellow Jackets on senior night. But still some pretty good performances uh, you know, in the second half of the season for Clemson. So on Tuesday, you've got Wake and Pitt at 4.30. I, I guess I'll be there, but I have no interest in watching that. And then Mike Young's Virginia Tech Hokies against North Carolina at 7 o'clock on Tuesday night. I think there's a lot of ACC fans looking to kick North Carolina when they're down. So Virginia Tech's going to be very popular there among all the other fans in Greensboro on Tuesday night. And then Clemson and Miami. And we'll talk about how their bracket sets up for a run in Greensboro coming up in our last segment. But right now we'll take our first break. And when we come back, we're talking baseball. Clemson sweeps BC 3-0 and in the ACC. What does it mean? We'll hear from Monty Lee when we come back. It's your team every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Locked On Clemson. Locked On Clemson Podcast and a nice weekend for Monty Lee and the Tigers as they swept Boston College. And look, I know BC's not an elite program, but you take three in conference play, you're, you're building up some momentum by doing that, especially in the standings. And it was exciting on Sunday afternoon. Sam Hall slid home with the winning run. And so Clemson gets a 7-6 victory to take all three from the Boston College Eagles. We had said before the weekend began that Clemson needed two of three. You had to do that. But to stay on pace, to host a regional, you really need to stack up some victories. And Clemson is doing that. How about the Tigers right now? 12-3, five-game winning streak. And they've got two midweek games here. They could push that winning streak to seven before they play Wake Forest. And Wake Forest, to be perfectly frank, is outmanned against Clemson. Wake Forest is not going to send the arms to the mound that can intimidate Clemson hitters. So there's a lot of positive momentum right now for Monty Lee and, and this Clemson ball club. And of course, this was so exciting what they did on Sunday, trailing 6-3, to three, then just coming back, just chipping away, scoring in the 5th, scoring in the 7th, scoring in the 8th. And then they had to do it again in the ninth inning, uh, just outstanding performance over the weekend for Clemson in all phases of the game. Briar Hawkins, Dylan Brewer, they each had three hits. Brewer had a pair of doubles to go with uh, a single. Spencer Strider started and was not his sharpest. So that's a concern. And that's and something else we're talking about deep, deep into that Clemson rotation. You know, obviously, Sam Weatherly, David Sharp, you're not worried. Forget that. Back end, Carson Spires, not worried. So then the questions become, what do you do midweek, and how are Spencer Strider and Matt Clark going to hold up under the long haul? That's the concern. Uh, Strider gave up four. Matt Clark gave up two. And Boston College, not a great offensive club. So that's a concern. But 
Nobody panic. We'll see where it goes. And then Monty Lee knows what he's doing, and we'll see what he decide, what decisions he has for that midweek rotation, that midweek spot as well. And Clemson's depth will be tested this week because tomorrow there's a game against Presbyterian and then a game against Winthrop. So that's coming up Tuesday, Wednesday, and then a trip to Wake Forest. So now the balancing act begins for Monty Lee because you don't want to give up two many arms, you know, too many pitches to these guys, your top level arms, because you'd love to take two of three against Wake Forest and you absolutely should take two of three from Wake Forest because uh, this is a club that is not like Boston College. They're better than Boston College. They are a winning program, but this is not a great Wake Forest team. This is not a vintage Wake Forest team, and this is a Clemson club they're rolling out guys like Weatherly. They're rolling out guys, you know, like Sharp, Carson Spires. They're the better team. They are favored. The most likely scenario is Clemson takes two of three from Wake Forest. But how much does it take out of them to beat PC and Winthrop? The offense needs to carry them these next two games. That's what you need to do. You need to win in the midweek, and the offense has to take care of business when you've got when you're overmatching these mid-major opponents. And, and all due respect to both PC and Winthrop, who have very nice programs uh, here in the state of South Carolina. But the offense has to carry the day in those circumstances. And then you hand the ball to your ace on Friday night, Sam Weatherly, and say, go get him, my man. And he gets it into the seventh or into the eighth and, t- you know, and hands it off to Carson Spires. And the same with Davis Sharp on Saturday. But midweek games, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, got to get the bats going. And uh, Clemson now ranked number 24 in the country by Baseball America. So they make their debut there in Baseball America. And Wake Forest, uh, you know, I'm just glancing at them. They're a 9-7 and seven club. They edge Seton Hall 4-3 to three to open the season. Okay, so just think of this. They're 9-7. and seven. They edge Seton Hall 4-3. to three. They split with Milwaukee a team that's been taken infield in a gym the last two months. That's how they start the season. They get a win over Illinois. Illinois, again, all due respect, Dick Butkus played there, but that's a mid-major baseball program. That, that Illinois is no different than Clemson playing Winthrop. Okay? Winthrop's probably better athletically in terms of baseball than than Illinois is. Um, And Wake loses to Long Beach State all three times out. So you can see the issues for Wake Forest baseball. They'll be overmatched against Clemson. Monty Lee, James Parker, Sam Hall talked about getting the sweep over Boston College, how much fun it was, and what it means to start out 3-0 and in ACC play. Here's Monty and crew. Well, what a great come-from-behind win. You know, we were we were behind uh, most of this game. In fact, uh, you know, we uh, we tied it up. Uh, well, I guess we were ahead early, and then, uh, you know, they pulled ahead in the middle innings, and you know, we had some opportunities there in the middle innings to add on another run or two, and, uh, you know, a little bit on the – a little frustrating. Um, you know, had to, uh, you know, batter interference call, which is a tough one from time to time, and – I had the bases loaded, nobody out, hitting to a double play, only got one run. So we had some opportunities in the middle, but we put together a lot of really good at-bats, won the bats well again. 
Um, you know, pitching wise, Spencer got hit. I mean, he threw he threw a ton of strikes, only one wall, but give Boston College credit, they hit him, and they hit Matt Clark. Uh, you know, if you'd have asked me before this game if uh, you know Spencer and Clark were going to give up six earned runs and we win the game, I'd say it's going to be really tough for us to do that. But Jeffrey Gilbert uh, was just awesome for us, and Carson. Uh, did an outstanding job as well and just again just gave us a chance to win the last nine outs of the game and that's exactly what we did we scored single runs in the seventh eighth and ninth and uh, found a way to win this game so just a great uh, overall win for our team um, and uh, you know hopefully we can you know bring some good momentum into next week We've got a tough week ahead of us got two midweek games uh, and then uh, and then we had on the road. I was just trying to see a pitch up and to be honest with you it was a really good pitch um, threw me a back, kind of a back foot slider, so I just kind of put a swing on and I kind of got away with it a little bit, but I'm glad I had Sam on there running because uh, it was a big it was a big run and we wanted to go ahead and win that game. So it was big. Sam, were you running on contact the whole time? Yeah, yeah. We have like a certain play that we practice and stuff for situations like that, so it was paid off. Did, did you think you were going to get that throw out there? I know it was the chopper was going out there and he was charging. Do you think you were going to beat it home? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I know it's going to be safe. Uh, Hawkins, talk about your performance today. Um, this weekend, uh, I was really just trying to see the ball up at the plate and um, get a good swing on it, and uh, that's what I got this, this weekend. For, for any of you guys, you know, this weekend getting the sweep, what's that mean to you guys, and, and how does that help moving forward? I think it's really big for us. Um, you know, we came off a midweek game. You know, we, we didn't play too well, but, you know, it was good for us to put that behind us, uh, come out here and play a really good weekend and open up ACC play uh, with a sweep. So I just think that's going to give us some momentum going forward. Um, and then we've got some two midweek games this week, and then we've got a big road trip ahead. You really like the attitude of this Clemson baseball team right now, and I love Monty Lee. At, at the head of that team. So I think with their five arms, this is a team that should contend to host a regional this postseason. Now, Anthony Greer, Fox Sports Spartanburg, I'm going to try to get him back on the show. I heard him on his show, Open Mike Daily, say he doesn't think they're really in contention to host a regional just to be a high number two seed. So I see it a little bit differently, but... Let's let's have the debate. We'll have the debate and see why Anthony Greer, Fox Sports Spartanburg, has tempered his expectations for these Tigers, and mine remain high. It, it really, frankly, based on those frontline arms, Weatherly, Davis. Then I'm just banking on somebody stepping up, kind of out of the middle of that bullpen, out of middle relief, and stepping up into that role, maybe taking over for Mac Anglin midweek, and then having Carson Spires as your closer. He's been so nails, I just feel like Clemson's going to win some 4-3, 5-3 games, or 7-6, the way they did Sunday over Boston College. Now, let's talk basketball. ACC tournament coming up, and I'll be there. Greensboro, North Carolina. We'll be doing Locked on Clemson live from on-site at the ACC tournament. The seeding is there. And I'm going to get to my point in a minute why I'm mentioning the seeding. But listen to this. So Florida State's your top seed. Virginia is two. You remember how people were burying Virginia earlier in the year? Louisville is three. No surprise there. Duke at four. That's pretty low for a team as talented as uh, Mike Krzyzewski's crew this year featuring Vernon Carey, first team all ACC 
Number five is NC State. Six is Syracuse. Jim Beheim. ACC's just a good conference. Seven is Notre Dame with Mike Bray. Eight is Clemson under Brad Brownell, and their opponent, Miami, is number nine. We won't go any deeper than that. I mean, it's BC, Virginia Tech, Pitt, North Carolina. Georgia Tech's ineligible. But just the point is, I still, I have been on this all season long. The ACC is underrated. That's so rare for a conference that has the reputation the ACC does. But I feel like it's a little bit underrated. I just, I'm looking at a conference right here where Duke is your four seed. I know the bottom of this conference, I just read it off, is mashed potatoes. I know that. But you can't deny how good a league must be to force Duke to play out of the four hole in March. This is not a soft Duke club. These boys can ball. So, and, and I mean, they're, they're a threat to win the national championship, and they got to play out of the four hole in Greensboro. I think the ACC is a little bit underrated. And the net rankings, if we want to use that as the gospel, yeah, the top 25 net rankings, the Big Ten has five teams. And they hey, they did some work in the non-conference slate. All due respect to the Big Ten. But I like the Big 12, too, especially at the top with teams like Kansas and Baylor. Baylor recently lost to West Virginia. Just I, I think more evidence, not that Baylor was overrated, but that teams like West Virginia have the talent to step up and beat top five programs. So the Big 12 has four out of the top 25. Big 10 has five out of the top 25. But the ACC has three teams in the top 10. Think about that for a second. And the fourth-ranked team is Virginia, way down at 42, because they didn't really come together until January. Take a poll as to how many coaches want to see Tony Bennett and the Cavaliers right about now. Nobody does with the way they defend. So they're terribly underrated. And then you have three three ACC teams in the top ten. So that's four teams you don't want to see, right? Can we, can we all agree on that? Florida State, Louisville, Duke, and Virginia. Four teams nobody wants to see. That's 25% of the league that nobody wants to tangle with. So maybe the Big Ten is the best league this year. Maybe the Big 12 is the best at the top. But the ACC, in my opinion, underrated in 2020. All right, so the ACC tournament, and I'll be there covering it. Of course, you can check out my stories at sportstalksc.com. I mentioned Wake and Pitt. Go at it on Tuesday. I'll probably miss that. Virginia Tech in North Carolina, 7 o'clock Tuesday night. I might get there for that. I might roll into town a little bit early to see Mike Young match wits with Roy Williams. Uh, And they're dealt a pretty similar hand this year. Uh, Now, obviously, Roy Williams is going to be favored because North Carolina is going to have the home cooking behind them. Those fans will travel. They're going to have to get off work on Tuesday. They're going to have to call in sick and make that short little trip from Chapel Hill or Charlotte or Wilmington or wherever North Carolina Tar Heel fans are found across the Tar Heel State to make it over to Greensboro by 7 o'clock, but they'll do it. But I'd love to see Mike Young and his team rise up and beat North Carolina. And North, now Virginia Tech's 11th seed and North Carolina's the 14th seed, but with Cole Anthony, um, 
who was named to the All-ACC team. Uh, you know, North Carolina probably going to be two, three-point favorite. We'll, we'll check back on that uh, early in the day tomorrow in our next edition of Locked on Clemson. And then on Wednesday, Clemson and Miami, I'll be there. You know, I don't know what I would guess the spread is going to be on this one. Clemson's been somewhat of a disappointment recently. Miami a disappointment really throughout the season. Um, and and it, a great game earlier this year. Clemson lost to Miami earlier this season in a game that stretched into overtime at Little John Coliseum. Tremendous game. Um, but I don't know what the, the spread's going to be. Currently, the Tigers have tumbled all the way down to 82nd in the net rankings. You know, when they dropped their home finale to Georgia Tech. Miami doesn't even crack, uh, crack the top 100 in the net as the Canes come in at 102. So I, I think uh, Clemson could be the favorite club here uh, in Greensboro. And they're going to have a representative on the All-ACC team because... Junior forward Amir Sims made third team all ACC. I know, I know. I was tough on him for a while because he disappeared sometimes in big games, but body of work outstanding this year for Amir. 13.7, more than seven rebounds a game, 25 points and nine rebounds in that win over Duke. And Amir did something that was special. He led Clemson to a victory in Chapel Hill. And that night, he led Clemson in points, rebounds, assists, blocks, and steals in the Tigers' first ever win up there at Chapel Hill. So, Amir Sims, congratulations. Third-team All-ACC, just a junior. He'll almost certainly be returning to the squad next season. And I cannot wait to see him play alongside P.J. Hall. To pair those two in the front court for Brad Brownell's Clemson Tigers in 2021, it's going to be something to see. I just watched P.J. Hall play in the state championship game out of Columbia, led Dorman to their fourth consecutive state championship under Thomas Ryan there. I'll tell you something about P.J. Hall. Getting to see him up close, so impressed. Not just with the fact that he's six foot nine inches and he can do all the thing that, that guys who are six nine can do. That soft touch from the outside, his unselfishness, not just the fact he's a good passer, he's a willing passer really shared the basketball, he will make Clemson better immediately in 2021, and he'll be paired with a veteran in Amir Sims. Don't miss that next season. I think Brad Brownell and Clemson actually, I'm going to say it out loud, I think they're an NCAA tournament team next season, due in large part to P.J. Hall. So, don't sleep on the Tigers in 2021 or this weekend at the ACC tournament. They need a run. If they're going to do it, it starts with Miami on Wednesday, and I'll be there and will be there with the Locked on Clemson podcast. And you know what? A great thing to check out during the ACC tournament is Locked on ACC at LockedOnPodcast.com. So check out Locked on ACC for the big picture on the tournament in Greensboro, and then you can join us here on Locked on Clemson. It's your team every day. If it's orange, it's on Locked on Clemson, part of the Locked on Podcast Network.